to Podcast Detected and to Podcasts Collected Presents. This is a very special episode, not only because I'm posting it on both these podcasts. It's Elizabeth here, and let me explain. So as you might know, I'm involved with two different podcasts. One is called Podcast Detected and one is called Podcast Collected Presents. And these names are pretty similar because I'm not very creative when it comes to names. So, you know, I'm sticking to a similar formula all the time, as long as it works. On Podcast Detected, we talk about Zombies Run and other zombie-related stuff. And on Podcasts Collected Presents, we discuss podcasts and audio dramas. And this episode fits both podcasts, so I decided, hey, why not do a little cross-promotion? Today, I want to do an in-depth review of a new podcast. A new podcast based on an old app, a podcast called The Walk. And this review might be of interest to the Zombies Run crowd, as well as the podcastineers and podcast collected presents listeners. So on both channels it goes. And now it's time to talk about The Walk. If you want to talk about The Walk, first you got to talk about Zombies Run. For, for reasons we will get to, but let's, let's talk about Zombies Run first. So Zombies Run is an augmented reality game slash fitness app slash audio drama and behind it is a small UK-based company called Six to Start. Story was written by award-winning author Naomi Alderman with the help of other guest contributors. They had their first season in 2012 after a highly successful Kickstarter campaign in 2011. Six years and six seasons later they are still going strong and still very popular and they are still a rather small company. So what is Zombies Run about and what made it so successful? Zombies Run tells the story of a group of settlers trying to survive the zombie apocalypse. You, as in you, the person playing the game, take the role of Runner 5, one of the runners who leave the safe Able Township to go out there, you scavenge for food and supplies, you accompany people, you save children, you investigate the sources of the zombie apocalypse, and you try to find out who shot down your helicopter in the very first episode. You are accompanied on your journeys by other runners, villains, rival settlers, and you are connected to Able Township's radio operator, Sam Yao, via your headset. And he gives you a direction and indirectly kind of paints the picture of what the environment looks like that you're running through. So what makes Zombies Run so intriguing and what makes it so successful? A lot of things, really. First, the acting is good, characters are diverse, very charming, and it's, you know, it's a well-known fact that pretty much every fan has at least one character they crush on a little, maybe two, maybe three. You know, it's, it's, it's part of the whole Zombies Run experience. Uh, the story is very intriguing. It has a lot of mystery, but also like interpersonal conflict, and and it develops. It, it might start off as a rather typical zombie survival story, but it turns more and more into a political thriller slash zombie story with sci-fi elements, and that's very interesting because it keeps the story interesting. Naomi Alderman is also a very good writer, and now uh, that's just that's just a fact. Then there's this nice extra of 
virtually collecting things as you run. There's a voice that tells you all the stuff you've picked up, you've scavenged during your run. And these are useful things like medipacks and axes and bullets, but can also be silly things like potted plants or sports bras. And, and you can use all these supplies to update your township in the app. You can build statues for fallen friends or a gaming room or a new hospital and has this really simple SimCity element to it, which is kind of a nice extra and a lot of people really, really like, like the, the township and developing the township. Another important factor is that you, you start to like the characters. And whenever you go out on a run and then you experience the story and then the story is over, the mission is over and you're back home, you really want to know what happens to them. You want to know what happens next. And so you start rescheduling your days to make sure you can fit runs into your days just because you want to know how the story progresses. And that is a very important part of making Zombies Run successful. The most important part, though, the most important ingredient, or at least I think it's the most important ingredient, is how immersive it is. Runner 5, the main character, is not a speaking character in the game. Because you are Runner 5. You, the player. And all the other characters talk to you. Runner 5 is you, or a version of you you would like to be. Runner 5 can be a mute transgender man or an autistic bisexual woman, can have any shape, size, age, ethnicity you want. And Runner 5 is a hero, so you are a hero. And you can feel like a hero when you run. You don't feel like the out-of-shape, sweaty, unsexy mess you probably are on your treadmill in the gym. You feel like a badass zombie apocalypse survivor running through ruins of a city being badass and saving the world. And that makes Zombies Run so interesting and so successful. So now that we've talked about Zombies Run, let's talk about the walk. The game, the walk. Not the podcast, we'll get to the podcast in a bit. So Zombies Run took off and became a huge success, turning couch potatoes like me into avid runners all around the world. But there was a demand for a game with a broader appeal, in, in terms of the fitness level and also the genre. Because, and that might be surprising to some of you, turns out... Not everybody likes zombies. It's, it's bizarre, I know, but it's how it is. The people asked, and in 2013, Six to Star delivered another phone app called The Walk, funded in part by the UK National Health Service. The goal behind the app was to get people to walk, to go for a walk in the afternoon or during their lunch breaks, or to walk short distances instead of taking the car or bus. It's not about becoming a runner or chugging every day. It's just about walking a little. The walk is in its core, well, a step counter. But it's also so much more because unlike other step counters that might reward you with a digital medal for completing your daily goal or with a cute picture of a cat or with the knowledge that you have walked more than your Facebook friends, the walk rewards you with the story. 
and here's how it works. You, you start a mission in the beginning of your day or you walk and then you walk. And as you walk, the small dot on the map in the app walks along. It's, it's like Pokemon Go, just before Pokemon Go. And after a certain amount of steps and a certain time or a certain distance, you will get a new audio file of the story to listen to. And then you keep walking to get to the next one. You can pick a longer or a shorter route. The longer will reward you with some extra audio footage. And while walking, you can try to find hidden recordings, Easter eggs and additional info about the scenario by tapping the right points on the map. Those extra things are not necessary, but they help with the world building. And when you've reached the last recording, the mission is over and you can go home. Or you can keep walking and play the next mission. Or if you're busy listening to podcasts or doing something else during your walk, you can just collect the audio recordings and listen to them in a row when you're back home. It's a very easy concept. Six the Start also stuck to their successful formula of having a silent protagonist. Like in Zombies Run, you, the person playing the game, become the protagonist. Your voice with an internet connection is not Sam Yao this time, but a very charming woman named Charlie, and she gives you the codename Walker, because you're walking. Get it? Like, it's not the most creative name, but it fits. So you're not runner five, you're Walker, and Walker is a genderless name. So again, you can be whoever or whatever you want to be in this story. And again, you become the cool, badass protagonist of the story while walking around in the park during your lunch break with a sandwich in your hand or walking to the store to buy more toilet paper or whatever it is you're doing. Now, what is the amazing walker that you're playing up to? The game starts at Inverness Station where you are handed a mysterious package by a spy agent woman. This package, she tells you, needs to be delivered to Edinburgh. But just when you want to board the train taking you there, a terrorist attack happens. An EMP detonates. And your fellow spy agent woman tells you that it's most likely or probably the Burn, a terrorist organization. There's a lot of chaos. And under no circumstances can they get their hands on the package that you are transporting. So now without a phone net, without the internet and without any working trains, all that you can do is walk all the way to Edinburgh. And you know, what happens on your way there is pretty much the story. With a premise like this, an action spy thriller, how comes that you might have heard of Zombies Run, you might even be playing Zombies Run, but you're probably not all that familiar with the walk? That's a difficult question to answer. Yes, The Walk is no doubt a very successful fitness app, and I'm pretty sure it's among the most successful, but it never found quite the same audience Zombies Run did. It never caught as much attention. It never gained quite the following. Why? And I don't think it's because it's not as good. There might be several reasons for that, and I can only speculate, but here are some factors that might have influenced the outcome of The Walk. When Zombies Run came out in 2012, we were just riding real high on the whole zombie wave, thanks to The Walking Dead, which premiered in 2010. We were into zombies. Zombie TV shows, zombie comic books, zombie movies. So an interactive fitness app that lets you pretend to be a badass zombie survivor while being well-written and diverse? Sign me up! 
the walk didn't have the same zeitgeist boost when it came out in 2013. Also, the battery thing was a big, big problem. If your phone is old and runs out of battery real quickly, you can still play Zombies Run. You might switch off any tracking and extra features, but in its core, it still works and you can still enjoy the game without, you know, your battery running out within 30 minutes. The walk, on the other hand, requires some sort of tracking of your steps. Or it won't know if you've come far enough to get the next, next audio clip. So if you were operating a rather old phone like I did in 2013, your battery probably died like after the mission. That was a real downer. Then there's the question about the focus group. So Zombies Run had a huge fandom already. It was natural to advertise to those people to get them interested in the new game, which we were, we really were. But the initial excitement did die down after a while. Maybe because while we all loved the storytelling element and the new genre, on a fitness level, Zombies Run fans just weren't the right target audience. Many of us had been playing Zombies Run for quite some time, and we either progressed into running or we still walked while playing the game, but then we already walked. We didn't need another app to get us to walking instead of driving our cars, because we already did. And playing both Zombies Run and the walk at the same time was not only sensory overload, but also would have killed our batteries in like an instant. Like I said, I'm not totally sure why the walk didn't spark as much interest as Zombies Run did. I think it might have something to do with those factors, but it's just speculations. So I, I can't know for sure what, what the reasons were, but that's just what I assume the reasons are. And then things got quiet around the walk until now. And that brings us to the reason we are all here. Let's talk about the podcast. A few weeks ago, The Walk came out as a podcast on the Panoply Network, which is not that far-fetched, really. I myself put The Walk on my podcast recommendation list about not podcasts that might just as well be podcasts. The podcast pretty much takes the audio from the game at bits of music here and there, and ta-da! Audio drama. Easy, isn't it? Isn't it? Okay, listen, listen. Turning a game like The Walk into a podcast by simply keeping it as it was and just adding some music might not be as flawless an idea as it seems. But let's talk about the good stuff first. And there's a lot of good stuff in the podcast. They do keep the immersive element of turning the listeners into the main character, turning them into Walker, which is great for, you know, all the reasons I've mentioned before when we were talking about Zombies Run and the Walk the app. It's immersive, it allows you to self-insert yourself into the story, you get to be the cool protagonist. Awesome. Also, I don't think I've seen that particular way of telling a story in audio drama before. Not saying it hasn't happened, but I don't recall any really famous podcasts like that. Sure, there is, you know, Night Vale and similar fake radio show podcasts where the hosts address the listeners directly, but those are still stories about these characters, not stories about you, the person listening. 
Okay, except for the Night Vale episode specifically about you, but it's an exception and you know what I mean. So that's innovative. And I like that. And it keeps the same spirit as Zombies Run and the Walk the App. And I'm all for that. Then there's the sound design. Yes, sometimes it's a bit chaotic and it's a bit difficult to tell stuff apart, but that's part of the storytelling. It's supposed to be chaotic, so that's totally fine by me. Also, whenever your character walks, which is pretty much all the time, they add the noise of somebody walking, and it's so hypnotic that you want to start walking around yourself. Which, you know, keeping in mind the whole premise of the original app is probably, most likely, definitely intentional. So that's good. I like that. It keep, makes people move. Perfect. The voice acting is pretty good, and if you're a Zombies Run fan, you'll hear a lot of familiar voices, which is awesome. And they also include inside jokes for Zombies Run fans, like calling an, an eco-protest group New Tomorrow, which is also the name of the radio station in the second season of Zombies Run, hosted, by the way, by none other than the voice actor for Rudyard Fun from Wooden Overcoats. So, you know, it's all connected. And... The first thing the, the Lawrence character, one of the characters in the walk, does is offering the protagonist curly whirlies, which is the favorite sweets of Sam Yao, who is also voiced by the actor who voices Lawrence. So that's, that's nice. These are all these sweet little inside hints for the fans. And I still like the story. You know, the action spy thriller about terrorists and eco-groups and having to walk through snow and there's a weird mansion. It's, it's a good story. All in all, it's a very, very good story. And now it's time for two nitpicky things. Nitpicky thing one, the trailer. The trailer for the podcast is fine. It's fine. It's, it's totally fine. It's also a bit boring. I, I was a bit surprised when I listened to it. Like, it's not bad, not at all, but, you know, with some faster editing and a different choice of audio clips, it could have been much more interesting. I already know the story. I already know that I like it. But people who don't have to make the decision to listen based on the trailer. It's an okay trailer, yes, but I just think it could have been better and a bit more interesting. Nitpicky thing number two. The titles of the episodes. See, in the walk, the app, all the missions have really awesome titles, which they changed for the podcast. And the podcast titles are okay, just not as awesome. Let me give you an example. The first episode of the podcast is called Your Mission. I mean, it's okay. That's, it's, it's your mission. It establishes that now you will learn what your mission is. That's okay. That's a good title. The first two missions in the app, which are combined into episode one of the podcast, are called And the Earth Wars and Chaos and Confusion followed by other awesome titles like The Company of Kings and Heaven is Split Open. Those are awesome titles. And 
the earth was chaos and confusion? That's literally the second verse of the book of Genesis. Or, you know, since Naomi Alderman is Jewish, the second verse of Bereshit, the first book of Moses. It's the beginning of one of the most epic stories of humanity because it's a story, it's a story about how the world was created. And that's an awesome, awesome title to start your podcast. The mission is an okay title to start your podcast. Or here's another example. There's an episode in the podcast called Wolves, which is a fitting title because as far as I remember, there are some wolves in this episode. The same story in the app is called Homo homini lupus, which is a much more fitting title and a much better title because it's Latin and it implies that it's not about wolves as such, but it is about wolves, but it's also not about wolves. And the title is like really, really good. Okay. And it's just, it's just nitpicky. Okay. I know it's nitpicking and I can kind of see why they did it, why they did change the titles because the walk, the app has a few introductory words in the beginning of each mission. Like when you click on the mission, there is like one or two sentences, what is going to happen in, in the mission. And that helps you following the story. And the podcast doesn't have that. So the episode titles must be a bit easier to access and, and all that and a bit more descriptive. I get it. It's just, there were so awesome mission titles. And these things, they were about my favorite things in the app. And so I'm a bit disappointed that they didn't translate those to the podcast. But nitpicking is over. Nitpicking is over. I, I said what I had to say. I made my piece. So with all the good things to say about the podcast version of The Walk and all the nitpicking, the question is, does it work as a podcast? Does it work to simply turn an app like that into an audio drama by adding a bit of music and an intro? For the most part, yes. I think it works. I, I think it's, they, they did a fine job. But there are problems with the walk. And these problems are rooted in the fact that they took the audio and just put it together into a podcast and also turning two missions into one episode. And here's the thing. After listening to The Walk, the podcast, I wasn't sure if these problems are rooted in the story as such or in the structure of the podcast. So I re-downloaded The Walk, which I haven't played in like at least two years, and I went out there and played the first two missions. And I came to a realization about the app versus the podcast. Let me explain. In The Walk, time passes between audio transmissions because you have to walk to, to get to the next one. And see, you probably don't need me to tell you about story structure. I'm far from an expert, but not all the distances that you walk are the same length. You might get from transmission two to three within five minutes and from three to four, you have to walk for 12 minutes. And that's not just to keep it interesting and to keep you moving. It also helps with the pacing of the mission because Every story has a rhythm, and specific plot points in the story are part of that rhythm. Which is why, for example, the big battle in the end of the Avengers takes way more time than the wrap-up after the big finale. 
if the send-off of the beloved characters took as much time as the big battle, it, you know, it would feel much too long. Like, Return of the King long. And I'm, I'm far from an expert when it comes to this. The writers behind the walk, though, they know. And they achieve a lot of the rhythm of the story by changing the walking time between audio transmissions. Or at least that's what I suspect they did. Because the thing with pacing is that you often don't realize how important it is until it's a bit off. Because then you immediately feel like, oh, it was a bit long in the middle, or the ending was way too abrupt, or the story didn't start until halfway through the movie. The walk, the app, did not give me that feeling. The podcast does. And I suspect the reason is that all the breaks in between the audio transmissions are about the same length. There's just a few moments of music and then we're right back into the story. Whereas the app gave us way more time and variable lengths of time. Which makes sense because in the story the things happening in between two audio transmissions also don't take equal amount of time. And that, in addition, also influences your sense of where we are. Establishing how far away places are from each other. And that can be very tricky in movies and TV shows, but it's even more difficult in an audio medium where we don't get to see a different scenery or a different environment, which might help us. In the first episode, the first few audio clips take place in Inverness Station. And there are only a few minutes walking time in between the audio because, you know, the, the characters don't get very far. It's still in a train station after all, but then we get out of the station and the area around it is total chaos. And now the time in between gets, gets longer because the characters walk longer distances and the places described are further apart than just the, the coffee shop and the train platform. It helps the listeners to follow the story because it helps establishing where we are and how far we've come, which is especially necessary in a podcast like this, where there's no narration because everything is just happening to the listener as the main character. And like I said, it's not only about where things are. That's just an additional, an additional thing that you can achieve with good pacing. As I've mentioned, the pacing and when in the story a certain thing happens, like the call to action or the death of the mentor or whatever, is very important to keep us, the audience, entertained and listening. And by removing the walking part and replacing it with, with always the same amount of music, that throws this pacing and the whole dynamics a bit off. And that's probably, most likely, the reason the pacing is so weird. Now, we're only a few episodes into the story, so maybe this will change, but in the first two episodes especially, I, I, get the, I got the feeling that I missed something and that too much happened in too little time. Because where the app gave me like four minutes to really understand what had just happened in the last audio clip, the podcast gives me like eight seconds and then we were in a different part of the city, a part that in the app we walk to. And that's why I'm not sure if it's as easy to just take the audio from the app and, and turn it into a podcast because it gets tricky when pacing comes in or to be precise when the pacing is off and then people might start stumbling like I did. I stumbled through the first 
two episodes. And I have already played the game, so I already knew what was happening. So if you feel like you stumble when listening and you're not familiar with the walk, this, I suspect, is where this has its roots. And of course, we need to address that the walk, the podcast, combines two missions into one episode, which I get. I really get it, because if you cut all the walking time, the audio put together is like not that long. So it's probably why they combined missions to not have like 37 single episodes that are only like eight minutes long. But also, that doesn't help the pacing at all. Let me give you an example. The first mission establishes the package that needs to be brought to Edinburgh. Then an EMP goes off. We are introduced to the burn who wants to kill us and stop the package from getting there. We escape. We make it out of the station and we are connected to our voice with an internet connection, Charlie. The mission ends with Charlie re-establishing what our mission is and how dangerous it is. And she gives us the name Walker. And that's the end of the mission. The podcast, though, adds another episode. After this highlight of escaping the burn shootings and then the naming of the character, which is such an important part of the story, after that we wander around, we get new clothes, we get to a roadblock, we meet a journalist, we pretend to be her cameraman or woman, whatever. We manage to avoid a few roadblocks, we meet a guy who gives us curly whirlies, and then the first episode ends with us seeing military and not really knowing how to go on. Which puts the high point of the story, Charlie giving us a new name, which will become our new identity, at somewhere at minute 11 of 20. And that's not terrible, it's just a bit weird. And it doesn't really help with the whole pacing problem the po podcast has. Oh, or here, here's another example. So they turn mission 3 and 4 into episode 2 of the podcast. So again, they combine two missions. The fun thing is, though, that between mission three and four, a day passes or a night passes. So you have mission three and there is conversation going on and then the mission is over and then the story continues on the next day when the three characters who are in the story at the moment are getting out of their tent and continuing their journey. And so if you have that in between missions, that is not too bad because usually you'd play one mission and then you'd play another mission on the next day because, like I said, the walk was never contemplated to make you walk for 15 hours a day but just, you know, go for a 45 minutes walk a day and then come back the next day to go on another mission. And so if you played, yeah, you, it doesn't really bother you that there is a night between one mission and the next one because probably there was a night in real time between those missions as well but in the podcast there is no sign that now a lot of time has passed and so you just have these character talking and then there's the, the short music stinger and then it's the next morning and for a second you're like wait what, what what's going on we, we just had a conversation didn't we so it's a bit weird, again, because this, this is not a problem if it's in the, the, the app and you have different missions, but it is a bit weird when it's all put together in one episode and there's no difference between how long and how much time passes in between the audio clips. I don't know, maybe in that case it would have been better to have mission one 
be a standalone mission, a shorter one, kind of establishing what happens, and then put, I don't know, maybe two and three together in one episode, and then four or five, I don't know, it's just this this switch from one day to the other was, was a bit weird in the episode, is, is what I'm saying. Also, that's something I've only realized when I re-listened to The Walk, the app. They have replaced some actors. And they redid some of the background noises and stuff, which honestly is really good. Because the original audio work was also very good, but I think in the podcast they improved it. Part of me, of course, is a bit miffed that they replaced some voice actors, especially all the people in Inverness Station, because many of them are or were voice actors in Zombies Run. And I've met some of them, and they are all super, super nice. But that's, you know, always been a bit of a difficulty with the walk, because you're so familiar with these voices that you start recognizing them everywhere. And that's fine if one voice actor voices one character, but you can very easily hear that the same people have different small speaking roles in and around Inverness. And that can take you out of the story a bit, so I don't mind that they replaced some of them, especially since the main characters are still the same actors. So don't worry, Zombies Run crowd, most of the voices are still the same. So the voice giving you directions is still Archie, and the voice of Sam Yao is still offering your curly roly, so it's fine. There's one other thing we should mention, and it's one problem that comes with the immersive you're the main character storytelling. It is very limiting. You will only hear and experience what the main character experiences. I must say this is a bit easier with the walk than it is with Zombies Run, because at least Walker is, well, always walking. So you will basically hear everything that happens and participate in most of what Walker experiences. Whereas in Zombies Run, you only experience what happens when Runner 5 is out on a run. So you miss a lot of the stuff that happens when Runner 5 is having dinner with other people. The normal everyday life. Everything needs to happen during runs. And with Walker, everything needs to happen while Walker walks. And that can be quite a challenge. The Walk, the app, allows you to find hidden recordings, which is usually a character recording something on an answering machine, and that gives you an insight to other people's backstories. It's not super important to the story, or it doesn't seem super important to the story at first, but it helps with the limited point of view. Not sure if the podcast will include these in one way or not. Interesting fact. After replaying the first mission, I wanted to check out the intro for the podcast again and incidentally started both the playback of the mission and the podcast at the same time. So the playback of one of these extra recordings was playing in the background of the podcast intro, The Walk, episode one. And for a second I was like, oh man, I didn't catch that the first time around. They added this recording to the intro and that's very intra. And then I realized, that was just the app playing in the background. So I don't know how or if they will include the additional audio files. It's not a huge problem they're not here, I think, but it would be nice if they were there. So what's the conclusion? What's the conclusion now to this review? Do I recommend the walk, the podcast, or do I not? Or do I recommend the app more? I think, in this case, the good outweighs the not-so-good, by far. Maybe it's nostalgia speaking, or my love for Zombies Run, or my deep respect for Six to start, but I think 
everyone should give the walk a chance. Either buy the app if you want motivation to walk more or get the podcast for free. If I had to favor one before the other, I'd say the walk the app is better. But it doesn't mean the podcast isn't good. Get the app or get the podcast. Become walker, become a hero and walk from Inverness to Edinburgh. Because all 40 things aside, in the end, the walk is a great story and an immersive way of telling that story that is not all that common in audio drama. And if there's one thing we should always celebrate in this genre, it's people trying new and different and exciting ways to tell stories. Zombies Run and The Walk are available in the iTunes store or wherever people with Android phones buy their apps. I, I don't know, Google, Google Play Store, I think. It's, it's there as well. And you can find The Walk, the podcast, wherever you find podcasts. Which, I don't know, I'm old-fashioned. I use the regular iPhone podcasts app, but I'm pretty sure it's on all the other apps as well. Find Podcast Detected on Tumblr, Twitter and Facebook as Podcast Detected. Find Podcasts Collected Presents on Tumblr as Podcasts Collected and on Twitter as Podcasts Pod. The intro was As I Was Saying by Lee Rusevere. The outro is Rich Groove by Jason Kessler. Additional music also by Lee Rusevere. Podcast Detected's logo was created by Bessie. Podcast Collected Presents logo was created by Radio Laria, who you can find on Tumblr at radiolaria.tumblr.com. And Laria is written with two eyes. I'll also put a link into the description to the review of The Walk, the app, we did here on Podcast Detected a few years ago. It's a two-parter and it's really good. Thank you for listening and as we Zombies Run fans say, stay safe out there. <laughs>